I love how we always miss the metronome. I know. Every time. Which is kind of weird. Okay, yeah, it's moving. I forgot to switch it and zoom in, but it doesn't oh. let me do it when we're not. You sure? You're okay. You're gonna survive. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel the pain from here. It hurts me, but I'm okay. Okay. Well, on that amusing note, as she's dying in the corner, I am Bryn. I am Ricky. We are Writers in Progress, and it's prompt time. Woohoo! So this will be our third dialogue prompt. Mm-hmm. We've done two already, and we're kind of doing like a three thing. All good things come in threes. Yeah. So this will be our, our last dialogue prompt for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do we just want, like, do we want to, because last time we did fantasy mm-hmm. prompts, which kind of helped us with our stories. Do we have a specific way that we want to go with this one? I was going to say, like, maybe sci-fi? Are either of us writing sci-fi? Uh, or are we trying to write something that's not going to be part of our stories? Either or. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. Alright. Oh. Uh, I don't like superhero ones, though. So Yeah. The sci-fi always seem to go towards superheroes, which is really weird. Well, all the Marvel and whatnots. Mm. Would you classify Star Wars as sci-fi or fantasy? It's space opera. Yeah, but... (laughs) I mean, it's definitely more fantasy than sci-fi, considering... Because, like, that's why the comparison between Star Wars and Star Trek is really stupid, because Star Trek is sci-fi. Pure sci-fi. Star Wars is fantasy. It literally starts with once upon a time a long, long time ago. Yeah. It is very storybook. Yeah. Oh, if we did a fan fiction one, that'd be really funny. It'd be bad, but... (laughs) Both of us, like, fulfilling our Raylo. (laughs) Solving our Raylo issues. Ooh, this one's pretty. For the hundredth time, stop touching the thermonuclear bomb. (laughs) That's just Star Trek. Yeah. It's like Kirk and Spock, or actually Kirk and Bones. Bones. Yeah, it's definitely Bones, Bones going for the hundredth time. Enough! Stop touching things! <laughs> you two just broke protocol number five, 520. Seriously? We're trying to cheat death and you're worried about protocol? I thought when you said you two, I thought you meant like the band. <laughs> you two? And I was like, they broke this protocol? is a very specific prompt. <laughs> I love how... Under sci-fi dialogue prompts is literally everything about this is illegal. Like, that can work for anything. Yeah. Because it's... Like... It's, it's so, space. It's, it's sci-fi. It's so general. <laughs> Half of these aren't even dialogue prompts. That's the annoying thing. <laughs> You're missing the human race again, aren't you? That's so cute. That's really cute. That's like one of those humans are space orc things. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Where the aliens are trying to like make the human that's on their ship happy. Like our human seems to be missing the human race. Quick, bring him a plant. <laughs> or the one where they give him a Roomba. Yeah. Oh, is that where the whole taping a knife to it started? No, no, no. That was someone who's like, I have a Roomba and I'm very proud of him. How do I show him that I'm proud of him? I have knives. I could give him a knife. And then... F- and then it just, like, became of, a Tumblr yeah. thing from there. Ooh. Ooh. You're looking pretty good for a woman who allegedly lost all will to live and passed away 20 years ago. That's good. I do like that one. I'm gonna send that one to you. I like that. Again, not a dialogue prompt, but very good. The day her husband overdosed on happiness was the day she stopped buying manufactured emotions. Ooh. It's you. (laughs) (laughs) There's, well, there's that episode in Doctor Who. There's Uh, also that whole sci-fi Alice series. Oh, that's right. Yeah, where they're harvesting the humans for their emotions. Yeah. One of the people who live in Wonderland can actually feel anything. Totally forgot about that. Such a good show. I it's impossible to... to find. Yeah. Because I think I, I don't think I ever actually watched it. Dude! I watched the the other one. Which one? With, um... Where she falls in love with the Mad Hatter. It's like she goes back. Her dad's missing. That's Alice. That's the sci-fi Wait, what? Alice. Yeah. They harvest her emotions? 
Yeah, that's the whole thing. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because that's, that's why her dad's there. Is because her dad's the one who's built it. Am I just dumb? Did I just never clue into that? Because there's the thing where they're keeping them all in the... I can't remember what they call them. But they're keeping them all in the casino. Yeah. So... Oh, to give them, like, yeah, a gambling so, like, high you or win a loss. And you, <gasps> you get yeah. the high, and then immediately they suck that emotion out of you. So they're literally draining them of their emotions to give to the, the populace. Yeah, I totally need to rewatch that. Yeah. It's also, like, a really good take. Aside from the yeah. Jabberwocky, it's a really good take on Alice in Wonderland. Well, I don't even remember what was the Jabberwocky. Well, it was still, like, the Jabberwocky. It was just the CGI was really bad. Yeah. And well, it was it also was, just, yeah. like made for tv exactly but that's the thing is like aside from that like the rest of it worked and it like yeah. worked high budget and then the jabberwocky comes in and you're like eh, eh. i i'll just forget about that it's yeah fine. yeah and hatter and that is so good i know i'm the one who you want to be friends with the man who has a tea shop yeah i need to rewatch this yeah, it's so good <laughs> it's like some of the acting is a little cringe but his character is so good it also kind of works, because it's like, the actress who plays Alice, sometimes her acting's off, but it's also, she's in a very high state of confused emotion for, like, the entirety of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Because then at the end, there's a scene where she, because she ends up back in our world, and she ends up in the hospital, and her mom's there, and they kind of have this moment where she, like, talks to her mom, and she's like, dad's gone, yeah, like, she's finally dead. accepted it. And it's such a good scene because, like, you can actually see the emotion. It's like, oh, everything mm-hmm. else was actually an acting choice. Or when, um, when Hatter comes back. And what does, what does she say? Oh, there's a... Her mom says, oh, there's someone... This person who found you. Or, like, the fire, the nice firefighter at the, is at the door or something? Yeah. yeah. And I think, I'm pretty sure she gives a name. I don't think she does. Because I thought it was, like, um... Oh, I think his name is Matthew or something like that. Maybe? Because it's a play on Mad, Mad Hatter. Hatter. Right. Yeah. And it, but yeah, because then she comes around the corner and she goes, oh, Hatter! And then she hugs him and then they kiss and he goes, finally! Yeah. So good! Ah. And there's like an ominous looking glass beside them. Oh, that's right! Yeah. Because you watch the whole thing through the mirror. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I totally need to rewatch that. Yeah, it's like impossible to find. So let me know where you find it because I okay. also want to rewatch it. Jordan has ways. I mean, so do I. But if you find it first, just let me know. I, he's he uses a website that I've never heard of before and like doesn't give you sketchy pop up ads. So. <laughs> right? It's like well, that's Ooh. exciting. Very exciting. A superhero story where the villain and the superhero are roommates and they keep making excuses to each other about why they're out all the time and they stitch each other up after battles but neither has any idea that the other is their nemesis and they keep on having to lie to each other on why they're always covered in bruises. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. His hands were cold and his smile made my stomach churn. I knew he wasn't human somehow but what was he oh i like that one mm-hmm. again not really a dialogue prompt though and definitely wouldn't yeah really, well it would work with your story it doesn't really work with any of mine mm. Mm, actually well, it would <laughs> sorry go ahead because i was gonna say it could kind of work with your either death by any name of the other the <laughs> death by any other name or life by any i was other gonna creed. say life by any other creed though i'd like, like to change it to third person they're still human but they're a little yeah. Well, I could do it because uh, Alira does actually meet war. Okay. Before yeah. she becomes war. She also meets death. But right. it's kind of like, it's like she meets war and war's just like, you seem cool. You're fun to talk to. I'm going to chill on this park bench <laughs> as you eat lunch. And we just talk and she's like, you're kind of weird, but okay. And then... She goes to find her brother that night, um, and as she's taking him home, they're, like, almost set upon by this gang, but then the guys are like, oh, shit, maybe not, mm-hmm. and then she sees Death is there, and he's like, this is a really dangerous place for a girl to be by herself, and she's like, I'm clearly not alone, I'm carrying this hulking six-foot-tall person, like, 
I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, and so they kind of have that interaction because what she finds out later is that War then told Death about her, and he's like, yeah, she seems cool. And so Death's out there like, who is this person? <laughs> what does she want? Yeah, so that could work. Yeah. So that's a runner. That's actually in the running. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yeah, I know. Um, I really want to find one for my, like, nightmare story. Mm. Well, that one could work for your nightmare story, too, though, couldn't it? Because does she realize that she's in a dream right away? Not... She realizes she's dreaming. Mm-hmm. She doesn't realize she's kind of getting stuck there. Right. Um, and so, like... It, it's like all those uh, once I had once I dreamt or once mm, I had a dream yeah. threads where yeah. it was like, oh, the fish with teeth told me that if I didn't wake up, I was going to die or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's very obvious that right. it's not, not right. So, I mean, that could work. Yeah. She's like, he's very obviously not human, but what is he? <laughs> Mm-hmm. He lived his entire life in this house, but he was standing in a hallway he had never seen before. Oh. Mm. That's like first episode with Amy, corner of your eye. How she Ooh, misses yes. the bedroom. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I should have clarified Doctor Who. <laughs> I got where you were going. It just took me a second because I was like, what show are we talking about? Because I started thinking of a couple different shows, but it wasn't. Neither of them are places that people have lived their whole lives in. Mm. This is more of a fluff one. Mm-hmm. I remember kissing you. Why do I remember kissing you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that would be so good. Oh, hey! The puddle dimension. Go on. What do you think happened? Trevor shrugged. I'm sure it was nothing. Probably just a figment of our imaginations. Imagination? Kate asked. Do you even know how imagination works? People don't randomly hallucinate the same thing at the same time. Something happened. I think we're inside the puddle. Don't you think the air looks shimmery like the puddle did? (laughs) Sure, Trevor said, though his tone was full of jest. And I also think magical elves are going to start doing my work for me while I sleep. Or maybe that's only if I make shoes. A, it's like a double callback, except for it was Faye, not elves. Yeah, still. Yeah. (laughs) I saw that and I was like, the puddle dimension! Ricky! It exists! I don't know why sci-fi plump, plump, plump. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) I have my little record scratch going on. (laughs) (laughs) Are so difficult to find. The, um, I remember kissing you, why do I, or, yeah, why do I remember kissing you? That made me think of, do you ever remember that story idea I had, um, with the MI5? Um, I get that one in Junior Division mixed up. Well, they take place in the same universe. I actually, like, if I ever wrote it, I would 100% reference Junior Division in it. Do you want a pillow? I will steal a pillow, (laughs) yes, as I talk. Oh, God, that's so much better on my back. (laughs) As I'm just, like, like, lounging. We forget, like, actual chairs for this one there. Um, but no, but... It takes place in the same universe. Um, and basically what it was is he was working on something. They were partners, but she was... It's indicated that she'd handed in a letter of transferal. And she loses her memory. He loses his memory. Right! For, like, seven to ten years, and which is the entire duration of the time that they worked together. And wasn't it like he was married, or yes. he is married? He or, was. Yeah. But when he wakes up, he thinks she he still is. So yeah. then they're like, she has to get him out of the hospital because someone's coming after them. And she gets him into the car, and they're driving away, and they like hide. And he's like, I need to go home to my wife. And she's like, oh, this is not part of my job description. You suck. Why do I have to do this? <laughs> yes, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like that prompt would work for that story. Yeah. I remember kissing you. Why do I remember kissing you? I am a married man. Well, I would have it come out, like, after. Okay. Yeah. And then him just be sitting there, because he's, like, trying to piece things together, and he's like, wait a minute. And she's like, I don't know. Don't know what you're talking about. 
Nice to me. Yeah. But they do 100% do that trope of, like, we have to kiss to... Oh, yes. So that people don't find us. But it's also kind of a play on, like... Which is funny, because I wrote it before the movie came out. But that scene in... Is it Winter Soldier? When... Nat yes, and on the, on the escalator, and she's like, "People find public displays of affection disturbing." He's like, "Yeah, they do," and so she makes him kiss her. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, where it's like they're on the run from these agents that they're like, they're good guys, but they're convinced that he's bad. Yeah. So they're trying to like hunt him down and take him in, and she's like, "Okay, but we're like actually trying to solve what's going on here, and you're just screwing everything up." So they're hiding from them, um, and so they like duck into a doorway. And then she, like, pulls him in so they're, like, touching Mm because they're both wearing hoodies. And she's like, do you trust me? And he's like, okay. And then she kisses him. And then he, like, grabs the side of her hoodie and pulls, like, the sides closer so that their faces are completely covered. Yeah. I definitely had that trope in there. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think next we should do trope. Trope prompts. You do realize, like I said earlier, if we do trope prompts, we are going to do a romance one. And you will have to write romance for the first time and do, like, a proper romance. I won't even let you write it as, like, a Raylo fanfic if it makes (laughs) you write a damn romance. I don't think I can do it. I think, I don't know, it, like, makes me uncomfortable, more uncomfortable to think of it as, like, a Raylo. I don't know. (laughs) I love how that makes me more uncomfortable, whereas the two of us will sit here for hours and talk about, like, how we could have done the plot so much better. I know. We had, like, full-on ideas of what was going to happen after. Well, I was just thinking, do you remember when we had the whole school? Like, the school AU? Yes, we had that whole AU. Yeah, why was I writing that? I don't remember. Because it was like... No, I mean, like, of the two of us, why was I the one that had to write the AU? Oh, because it was fluff and I can't write fluff. Oh, you suck. Because, what was it? It was like, he had a band, of course. Yeah, he was in a band. Poe was, like, in mechanics? Poe was in mechanics. The cat was BB. Yeah, BB-8 was a cat. Um, Han Solo was, like, the professor that everyone loved, and the Millennium Falcon was, like, this... Was it a car, or was it a motorbike? I don't remember. And, like, Luke was the, um, the janitor, and he lives just, like, in the, in the shed, and everyone's like, that's totally illegal. And he's like, yeah, "Eh, whatever. And, um... But he's also, like, used to be a professor. There was something about, like, he used to be a professor or something, and everyone was like... Oh, you're Professor Skywalker, and he's like, "Shut up! I don't go by that name anymore." And Leia was the dean. Yeah, Leia was the dean. I'm a bad dean. <laughs> God, <laughs> that would not be Leia. They would be no. like, "No, you're all wrong. My decision stands." Yeah, yeah. And then Finn was a transfer student. Finn and Ray were both the right. transfer students. And Poe was kind of oh, like... because Finn was from, like, the rival school or something like that. The rival university. Yes, yes. Finn was from the rival university, but he was like, I don't know, their, their program kind of sucks. And Ray got a scholarship because she's super poor. Yeah, Ray got a scholarship. And wasn't she also, like, living on campus with Skywalker? I feel like at some point that was part of it. Where I it's think like she it's... was living in her car. Maybe. There was something about it where it was like Skywalker's, like... I can fix this for you. Yeah. And she's like, this seems really sketchy. Yeah. And then wasn't, like, the whole force connection, like, her and Ben kept FaceTiming each other? Like, butt dialing or something? Yeah. Like, there was a glitch? I can't remember if it was that one or if that was another AU that I wrote. I can't Because I wrote an AU where it was, like, he worked for a big, like, corporation and she was a, um, Greenpeace <laughs> fighter. <laughs> And she kept showing up at, like, all the sites that he was working on. He's like, can you please leave? And she's like, no, we need to defend the Earth. And he's like, oh, my God, you're so annoying. That was a good AU. Yeah. We spent a lot of time on that. We really did. It was a lot of, like, screen texting. Yes. With, like, I just had the most brilliant. Yeah. Of, like, this is how this person would fit into the universe. Yeah. But it was, how come Ben was bad because wasn't he also a professor no no no. wasn't it something like ben had somehow caused his dad's car accident oh yeah we made it dark well i mean he does kill han solo in the series so you do have to kind of have a little bit of darkness there yeah he like caused his dad's car accident and then he changed schools to kind of get away from it all or he was going to the other school 
because he wanted to get away from the fact that like his mom was the dean right. and everything, which is why. And then he shows up to like play a gig at that school's venue, and Finn was like their number one fan, and he's like, "Oh my god, they're here!" Right. Because then he drags Ray along, and they start playing, and Ray's like, "Ah, oh, crap!" And Finn's like, "What?" And she's like, "They're actually good." Because she was right. gonna just like dislike them on principle, and then she's like, "Damn it, they're they're actually not that bad." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good memories. We still haven't chosen a prompt. <laughs> I know. I mean, we kind of did. There was that one that would work. Yeah. Well, I think you sent it to me, right? Well, I saved... I sent one and then I saved the other because I remember you being like, Oh, God. It's so stressful. When oh, you right. send me pins. I'm like, well, gee, sorry. You're, you're looking pretty good for a woman who allegedly lost all will to live and passed away 20 years ago. Yeah. And then the other ones were... Was his hands were cold and his smile made my stomach churn. I knew he wasn't human somehow, but what right. was he? I feel like that one has more potential with I, both our yeah, stories. Yeah, I like that one. I feel like it will be kind of neat if for this prompt, the entire thing is just, like, very based in our stories, and it's just, like, kind of cohesive, aside from the fact that, like, I switched stories, and I'm going to be switching stories again. Because, <laughs> but all of yours have been for your dragon story so far. Yes. Yeah. But this one would work for your nightmare story. We kind of talked about that. Yeah. Just in the sense of, like, she knows she's in a dream, but this guy seems human, but he's not. He doesn't. <laughs> I mean, what are the other characters? Unless she meets one of the dreams first. Yes. So, at the very start, it's just like a little out of nowhere where it's just like she's wandering on a beach and there's a flying squirrel talking to her. But it's like the cute Japanese ones with like the big eyes. I can't remember what they're actually called. Sugar gliders? They're not quite sugar gliders, though. I know what you mean, though. Yeah. They're very cute. But they have that sugar glider look to them. Yeah. And then she meets a couple people, and one of the main characters who you think is going to be the love interest... Is never the love interest. No. <laughs> you blew up half the city! I regret nothing. That's like One Punch Man. I was going to say Megamind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely Megamind. And then there's always the twin prompts in sci-fi. I don't understand. I have one story that I never did anything with, but they're basically they were experimented on because they were trying to make a super computer, like the most advanced supercomputer, and they couldn't right. do it with just one person. Right. So they had to be twins. Hmm. And then in the end, one of the twins dies and then kind of fritzes out the other's brains. So someone else takes it on and then they die. And that's basically all I had for that story. That's just me. I don't know why that makes me think of it, but apparently one of the old English kings did a thing where he, like, took two twins when they were babies and stuck them on a deserted island so they could develop their... so they could find the language of Eden. And then they went back years later and found them, and sure enough, the twins had developed their own language. But then everyone realized that no one actually knew what the language of Eden was. Brilliant. Why would you do that? Those poor kids. I also wonder, like, how the hell did they survive? Yeah. If you stuck them on a desert, deserted island as babies, like, what were they eating? Yeah. But how, how did they live? I have so many questions. Was there a nursemaid that well, just no, kind of... That's the thing, is no one could be there, because no one could influence their language development. Like, unless they stuck a mute on the island with them, which would work. Yeah. There's a story right there. Yeah. But then the mute can't write anything down yeah. to talk to them either. So you'd have to communicate through, like, signs. Yeah. Sign language. And they would have to develop their own sign. Like, yeah. if they didn't teach it, mm -hmm. they just... Yep. They'd have to develop their own sign language. There have been no wizards since him, and you would never in this world have beaten him. But I tell you this... He would never in this world have beaten you. I'm ready then. Oh. Apparently that's from The Princess Bride, but I don't remember that line. Huh. I need to reread that book. It's so good. It's on my to read and to buy list. It's really confusing to read because the author writes it as if he is translating somebody else's manuscript mm -hmm. into English. I remember you saying so that. So he'll do like these little interjections and asides. 
where he's like, oh, yeah, and then this thing happened. Oh, yeah, or then that thing happened. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then it's also kind of fun because in some of the newer anniversary copies of the book, he'll also talk about, like, stuff that happened on set. Oh, and he was, like, apparently he was so shy and awkward and, like, didn't want to be on set and felt super uncomfortable. But, like, Rob Reiner kept being, like, no, 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 come on, it's your book. Like, I want to see if you, like, approve of what we're doing with it and everything. And then they did the scene in the fire swamp and Buttercup caught fire and he, like, jumped up screaming fire and everything. And they're, like, William, she's supposed to catch on fire, remember? You wrote this scene. Oh, and he like never came to set again. He's like, nope, it's fine. You can take care of it. Yeah. Soft boy. Yep. I'm like, oh, oh dear. You bought a new phone. Every time you take a picture, the picture shows a parallel universe. Your next picture has a guy holding a sign that reads, I know you're watching. Oh. Oh, that's creepy. But mm-hmm. I like it. I don't know where you would go with that, though. I know you're watching. It does, like, it opens up a lot of avenues, though. Because then do you go, like... Yeah. Do you go the easy route and do, like, the lake house? You've seen it. You watched it with me. I know I've seen it. I had, like... Do you remember when I went on a whole screaming rant of how I had a lake house-esque story? Oh! Yes! (laughs) I vaguely remember the ranch, but let's be real, you do that a lot. Something about the house, and they keep leaving gifts for each other in the house, and oh, it's tickling my brain! I mean, that is literally just the I know, but it was... There was something more to it, and I don't remember... Wasn't the ranch something like you had that whole idea, and then you realized that it was basically the lake house, and you got angry? Wasn't that what the ranch was? No, it was... I texted it to you, like, a year ago. You text me a lot of I, I know. We text a lot of story ideas, dude. Oh, that's gonna bug me, and I had, like, a bunch of it on Pinterest. That's okay, you can just, like, text me ranting tonight when you remember it. Uh, that's gonna hurt. Uh, You've got, like, painful brain. Yes, because I, I'm remembering, like, snippets. Oh, my God. Ah. Uh, oh, oh, God, this would be so, oh, I would love this as, like, a short film. Intense arguing within the forest drew my attention. In the clearing sat a spaceship. We're definitely lost! One of them screamed. (laughs) That's just like... I picture it as um, Guardians. I'm not even picturing Guardians. I'm picturing like cute little aliens. And they're just like... I mean the best part to me would be if it was just like they were the size of an iPhone. Like, their ship was the yeah. size of an iPhone. And they're just screaming at each other. And just, like, this giant human is just standing there like, Oh my god. I'll protect you. Yeah, but you shoot it carefully where it looks like they're the same size at yeah. first. And so the human is, like, got this shocked look on their face. And the aliens don't notice. And then the aliens do notice. And they're like, fear us. And then finally it zooms out. And you see how tiny they are. And the human's just like, you're so cute. That would be pretty good. That would be hilarious. Just do a full-on, like... I don't know if you do... It's like Ant-Man, Night of the Museum, where it's like, all right, we're gonna kill this person! Especially the scene with the train where they have tied to the train track, and then it's just like... Yeah. Oh, so good. Justice can have what's left when I'm done. Oh. What's that from? Uh, It's from Red Country by Joe Abercrombie. I know the name... He read some good books. I've read one of his series. He also... It's kind of neat because it's like... The series that I read... I think there's three or four books in it. Where it's like... But each book focuses on a different character. Mm-hmm. And then we'll kind of... Tie back into events of the book before. But also give you like enough of a Cliff Notes version. That if you didn't read all three of them... Oh, at the like same time, you, or good. like in order, you'd still kind of know what was going on. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of cool. There's also like a major twist at the end, and it was like, oh damn. <laughs> because in the first book, the main character is supposed to be becoming like a monk, and he's really looking forward to that. He's like, no, this is my calling, this is what I want to be. Um, and then like, his, the king and all his brothers die. But, like, they're murdered. 
and he's the only one that survives, so now he has to become the king. Oh. But he still, like, keeps his monk training and tries to, like, live his life as much like a monk as he can. Um, and then the second book follows a girl that's, like, a pirate. And kind of everything, because there's this huge war that's going on, and it's, like, everything that kind of ties in with, like, other parts of that world, which is kind of neat. And then the third book focuses on somebody else, but it ties in the pirate girl, because it's, like... Someone that I believe the pirate girl's ship captured is the main character of the third book. Okay. So then the pirate girl's there, because they, like, they've let this person go, they're not working with them. Um, and they end up in, like, one of the other countries that the monk king, his people are fighting, and he's, like, trying to broker a peace and all of this stuff, and, like, all this crap keeps happening. And then at the very end... I believe it's the pirate girl realizes he orchestrated the entire thing. Mm. Including, I believe, killing his father and all his siblings to make himself king. And he's like, I did it for good reason. Like, I thought I, I was the only one who could solve the problem and like this and that. And he's so guilty. And she's just like, you screwed us all up. You screwed everything. And just kind of like walks away and leaves him there and kind of like leaves it up to him whether he's going to come forward and confess yeah. or not. But I was just sitting there and I was like, Oh. Wait, what? <laughs> like, oh god! I thought he was a good guy! I'm so confused! <laughs> oh, oh my god. Movie idea. Guy finds a stone tablet engraved with mysterious alien language and gets caught up in a national treasure-esque adventure to decipher its meaning, only to learn that it's an alien live-laugh-love decoration. <laughs> That would be brilliant! <laughs> that would be so good! Oh god, I would watch that movie. Surprise! I'm back from the dead! Isn't that exciting? <laughs> <laughs> that would actually work with the you look good for a woman who gave up on life. Yeah! It's like, surprise! I'm back from the dead, huh? You look good Pretty for good. a woman! <laughs> I'm actually gonna gave up that. on life. I'm reading most of these from the fake redheads writing yeah, prompts. Yeah, they have some really good yeah. ones. Yeah, which I'm like, I don't know what this is, but it's great. Yeah. Your transporter glitches and beams you to the wrong location. It's like good or bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking of like a... I was going to do the Star Trek sound, but I don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> was that your attempt? Yeah. God. You know what I mean, though. They're yeah, little. Yeah. I can't even. Didn't your sister have that as like her text tone for somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Biological functions have become the new currency. Oh. With the dystopian government controlling the amount granted to each, sleep is the most prized. With the elite resting peacefully regularly, while poor are kept awake for days at a time. Okay. That as a retelling of Sleeping Beauty. <gasps> right? Yes. Totally. She comes from a rich family. She's been put in this sleep. He comes from the poor who are rising up against the dystopian yeah. totalitarian government. Except for, how do you make it less creepy where he doesn't kiss this random lady? I mean, you could have it where... He's leaning over because he has to wake her up. Mm -hmm. But then there's, like, guards coming and they're shooting. And so he's, like, over her trying to protect her. And when she wakes up, she's like... What you doing, buddy? Basically, like, uh... Okay, yeah, that would yeah. work. Because I'm like... I'm, I, I never thought about it until later. Until Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, oh... Oh, no. Oh, it's so much... Is that... And the Brothers Grimm? Well, I'm not sure if I'm thinking of... Sleeping Beauty, or I'm thinking of Rapunzel? Um, because I know Rapunzel definitely has a baby. Yes, that's why Mother. That's how Mother Gothel figures it out. Yeah, is because she's not fitting her dresses anymore. Yeah. But I can't remember if that happens to Sleeping Beauty or not. Uh, yes, she gives birth to twins, yeah. and that's what wakes her up. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes it so much worse. So much worse. So much worse than a kiss. Yep. Actually, like, the Rapunzel one, considering all the other super creepy ones they did, it's not that bad. It's yeah. like, he finds her. 
They fall in love. They fall in love. He knocks her up. <laughs> Mother Gothel pushes him out of the tower. He gets blinded. He wanders around for like four years. He comes back and then she cries on him and he gets his sight yeah. back. Which is where Tangled got the... Yeah, well, and she ends up living in like a swampy thorn forest type yeah. situation anyway, which is in Into the Woods. Okay. Because that's what happens is she ends up there, and when he's going to try and rescue her, that's when he yeah. gets his eyes poked out. Or loses right. his sight. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to need you to put on some underwear before you say anything else. <laughs> I like that. That just makes me think of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't know why. Yes. But that does seem to be, like, something. Like, they show up at a door because there's a call, and they get there and, like, oh, okay, yep, yep, that's happening. The person starts up, and they're like, I'm going to need you to put on some underwear before you say anything else. Have you seen the new season yet? Yeah. I only saw that it just came onto Netflix, and I haven't watched any of it. I watched it. Is it, okay, is it at least satisfying? Yes. Okay. And I think that's the thing, because Sai and I were talking about this, too, and it's like, the difference between shows that are forced to end and shows that make the decision to end. Yes. And shows that make the decision to end. Though, I'm just saying, Brooklyn Nine-Nine should have gotten nine seasons. Well, there's this weird rumor that I keep seeing, and, like, I don't know if it's a fan poster or what, where it just says Brooklyn Nine. They don't say, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It just says Brooklyn Nine. Mm. And I'm like... What was going on here? Is this a movie or a reference or what? Yeah. But no, it it ends very well. Okay. And all I will say about the last episode is it does a lot of callbacks. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is nice. I'm still stuck on the Sleeping Beauty one. I'm like, damn, yeah. that would be so good, though. Here's a question. Can you... Legally publish a book if you got the idea from a prompt? Uh, <laughs> I think so. I don't see why not. Because it would be like, couldn't that person be then, hang on, that was my idea? But it's like, yeah, but you did publish it for the world as a prompt. Uh, I feel like that's one of those weird gray, gray areas. I think because it's like... I, I think... It's sort of like if you say, if the shoe fits, wear it. Like, it's yeah. just, it's open. Mm -hmm. It's out to the public. Plus, I feel like if you actually started writing the story, then you would tweak things to fit yeah. your story more. It's just that's getting your, the story going for yeah. you. I'm definitely still thinking about the Sleeping Beauty one, though. I'm like, oh, that would be such a good story. Did you, did you save it? I did. Okay. Stories I will probably never write, but... Well, I was thinking we could do a retelling. Like, classic retelling. Problem. But then the problem with that is I have read the Lunar Chronicles series that you own and still haven't finished. I am not including Winter halfway through. Is Winter, like... Part of it, or is it, like, an extra? Winter's the last book. You have so to read Winter. Okay. It's a... For some reason, I thought... It's a quartet. I thought, um... Cress was the last book, and Winter was just, like, bonus book that gives you more background. Oh, jeez, you poor oh, soul. No, you would have been one. so confused. There is one like that, though. Fairest, yeah. Yeah. Which is about Cressida. Okay. Sure. I'll take the, your word for I it. I think it's Cressida. Anyway, the Lunar Queen. Okay. Yeah, because she's the fairest of them all, because she's the evil queen. Right, because she shows up in Cinder. Because she... Yes. Yeah, she shows up at the very beginning. What's his bucket? Kai. And then she's revealed to be... Cyborg. Not Cyborg. Cinder is revealed to be a cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the gist of the book! Oh, girl, you... You need... You need... Oh. It's, yeah. yeah. I feel like you'll also appreciate the fact, first of all, Scarlet is a masterpiece. It is, like, my favorite of the entire series, which I have told you multiple times. And you're like, I got halfway through and stopped, and I'm yeah. like, what? I told Lindsay the same thing, and she's like, you're just about to get to the best part. And I I'm know. like, I keep getting told that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's very frustrating. I'm sorry. Because those it, are hers. Lindsay gave them to me. She gave me a whole shmack of books. Did, did she intend for you to give them back? I don't know. Because you've I mean, had she, them, like, since you first moved out. I know. Which it, was, like, what, three years ago? Yeah. Yeah, three. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't feel so bad because she moved to Mexico. Actually, that might be why she gave me the books. Mm, that would do when it. When she first moved down. That would make sense. I mean, she's not there anymore. But. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> COVID kind of screwed that up. <laughs> but, yeah, so I don't feel so bad. I'm like, you couldn't have taken them with you. That's true. Yeah, Jules kind of did the same thing, but she didn't really have a book collection to be with. Yeah. But no, you... Oh, you need to read them! Because the twists are so good, and the retelling is so good, and okay. the relationship that Scarlet has is so good, and there's a character in Cress that Cress is in love with, and he is totally Flynn Rider. Because he shows up at the beginning of Scarlet. I don't remember his name, but I've met yeah, him. Yeah, because he's there with Cinder when they're in yeah, prison. Yeah, when they're in prison. Yeah, and he's and like, he's I'm like, awesome, and Cinder's like, you suck. Can you shut up? And he, he stole the ship. Yeah. And he can't operate the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Aiko thinks he's kind of fun. Yeah. And Cinder's like, don't encourage him. Okay. Yeah, but Cress has been, because Cress lives on the, in a satellite. Yeah. Doesn't he die? No. No? Okay. I mean, he almost dies multiple times. Okay. Because I, I follow an artist, um, Birchbug. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, she, she does a ton of fan art, and like, it's really pretty. And she did some uh, for the Lunar Chronicles. Mm. And I thought he died because of the scene that she did. Mm, yeah. But it must have just been a, a near death. Dude, dude, look at the cover art. It's oh, so he's good. blind. In... It's either in Cress or Winter. I think it's in Cress. Because um, basically her satellite falls out of the sky and they end up in the desert. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because that's in the originals. There's some where he wanders around the desert. In, like, the Brothers Grimm. Yes. But yeah, but, but he ends up blinded through, like, a flash or something. And she's like, she does that. And she doesn't know what she's doing. And everything's falling apart. And she's going to die without even being kissed. And everything is falling apart. And she's a little in love with him. And he's just like patting the top of her head when he finds it and he's like you're fine it'll be fine everything's okay because yeah for the most of it he treats it like she's just kind of in puppy love with him and he's like oh she'd never actually be in love with me but she's very in love with him and like he's just kind of like eh. and then there's like a total miscommunication that screws everything up and he's like wait no i think i may actually be in love with her and now i've lost her and i have to go find her and cinder's like Okay, this is gonna take a while to unpack. Dude, it's so good. Okay. Oh. Okay, I. Oh. Is, <gasps> I love reading fluff. Mm-hmm. I cannot for the life of me write it. That's because it feels ridiculous when you're writing it. I know. And it like how how do you make it not ridiculous? How do you make it legit? How do you make it? I think that's the thing is you just kind of embrace the fact that it's going to feel ridiculous to you because it's your own writing. Oh, yes. So you're looking at it very critically. Because it's like, everyone's like, ah, no, I don't want to follow the classic tropes. And then anyone who reads is like, no, do the classic tropes. Yeah. It's like, oh, me as a writer, I will never follow the, the classic tropes. You know, some, another writer, the grumpy one is in love with the sunshine one. Be <gasps> the grumpy one is in love with the sunshine <laughs> It's one. so true, it though. Is. As a writer, you want to be different. As a reader, you will read the same thing over and over again. Yes. Because it's like, as soon as I finish a really good show, I'm mm -hmm. like, I need the exact same thing, but different. <laughs> yeah, and, and you then you get angry. It. It's the same with music, though. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, I love this album. What's exactly the same, but slightly to the left. I know, that's like, because Spotify does the... Um, song radio mm -hmm. which gives you similar yeah. vibe songs and i'm like they don't understand the vibe that i'm getting from this song exactly it's a struggle how far did you get in scarlet i'm trying to remember i got to where they jump off the train <laughs> oh God. i don't remember why they jump off the train there's like they're doing a 
check stop. Oh my god. For they're testing for the plague. Oh. But they snuck onto the train. Am I getting any of this right? I mean, you can tell yeah, me that much. Okay. Because you're vaguely in the right direction. Because it's not a real check stop. They're actually looking for them. Yeah, well, they're also being hunted. Yeah. And he... Okay, so he was in, like, a fighting ring. Uh-huh. Her grandma is, like, some badass. Uh-huh. And she's kind of like, what the hell? Uh-huh. And they're going to go find her. But that's, like, the gist of Scarlet. And then there's interjection with Cinder and... Yes. Kai? Cinder and Kai and... I cannot remember the captain's name for the life of me right now. The one that that's in Cress. That she's like... Because Cress is... The whole time, Cress is watching it. Cress helps oh, Cinder escape. Oh. And so she, like, sees him and she's been watching him and she has, like, this whole imagined of how things would go and, like, oh, everything would be wonderful. And then she gets together with him and I'm pretty sure they're, like, they're in the desert and they're gonna die. And she's, like, curled up next to him because they're trying to stay warm. And she's, like, I think I'm in love with you. And he's, like, you're fine. You can go to sleep now. It's okay. Sweet dreams. Yeah. But yeah, and then him in winter, he just goes, like, because there's this big miscommunication. And Cress ends up getting captured and she takes back, mm-hmm. t- gets taken back to Luna. I think that's how it happens. I need to reread them as well. Um, and, yeah, then he's just, like, loses his shit. And suddenly Cinder's the one being like, Okay, I'm going to be the voice of reason here, which is never a good sign. Uh, oh, but then the relationship between Wolf and Scarlet. See, like, I can either read a book in two days or three years. There's no in between. Yeah, well, you're not currently doing that either. I know. Well, do you remember when, like, I read, um, you gave me, same girl who wrote Twilight? Marissa Meyer? Yeah. Um, that's not right. Mar- oh, that's Marissa Meyer. Stephanie Meyer? The host. Host, yeah. Yes. And I was and you like, read okay. read that really fast. Because I knew it would take me three years, so I was like, Which is why I, will I trust read it. you, trusted you with Phantom, and look how that turned out. Yeah. No, that didn't happen. Uh... Moving with my book and losing know, it in your pile. I'm sorry. Of... Still haven't forgiven you for that. If you hadn't taken it, <laughs> figured that out. <laughs> I gave it back after like a year and a half of me nagging, and I'm then you'd be like, "Oh, by the way, I found it," and I'm like, "Great, can I have it back?" And you're like, "Yep." Yeah. Ricky, can I have it back? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky, can I have it back? I know. I even gave you my nice copy. I'm sorry. That's mostly what I was annoyed about. I was like, it was the nicest copy of a book I have ever owned. I'm sorry. You're such a jerk. But yeah. You still need to read that book then, too. It's on my shelf. <laughs> Next to Pride and Prejudice. Oh my god. Yeah. But no, the relationship between Scarlet and Wolf is so good. Okay. Especially because, like... You can see where it's going. Mm-hmm. Then it gets turned on its head. Okay. And then there's, like, a reveal. And oh. it's like... Oh, damn, I didn't see that coming! I'm, and it just, like, recolors everything. Because I knew... I know that he used to be one of, like, Luna's... Henchmen? For like He's part term. of her... Biologically altered soldiers. Yes. He's part of an elite group. Yeah. I know that much. Because yeah. they reference that in the first book because they like mm-hmm. show an image. Yeah. Of and the moon like, or something like that. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of clever because it's like. Because Scarlet is Little Red Riding Hood. So it's a clever take on like having the wolf without it having to be a werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. No. But then, like, there's a... There's a... Oh, my God. Because <laughs> the thing is, it's so subtle in Cinder that when you're reading Scarlet, you don't quite clue in that he's one of the Luna soldiers. Oh. At least I didn't. So then, like, part of the reveal is the rest of his pack shows up. Uh-huh. And she's like... I hate you so much right now. 
we just made out and I'm ready to kill you. Because <laughs> they make out on the train before they jump. Yes, and yeah. she, like, it's like, oh, what am I doing? And then just kind of, doesn't she go to, like, get a drink or something? Yeah. 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 And then they, like, so jump off the So I haven't gotten to the part where the like, pack shows up. No, 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 no. And, like, ah. Oh. And then it gets, like, it's not as much in Cress, which makes sense, because Cress is more of Cress's book. But then it goes into a lot more in winter because at the end of Scarlet or at the end of Crest Scarlet gets captured and taken to Luna. Oh. Yeah. So then Wolf is like <laughs> poor Cinder has got Wolf and the captain who are both like my oh. girl's on Luna and she's like oh my god you all need to stop. Where's Kai through all of this? I'm pretty sure he's on Luna because he's like ag- he's also on Luna because he's agreed that he's going to marry the Lunar Queen To kind of, like, bring peace and... Because she, like, has implanted the Pax on Earth. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she basically tells Kai, like... Because she sets them loose, they start destroying villages. It's a mess. Yeah. It's very horrifying. Um, And so she tells Kai, well, if you marry me, then all of this will stop. Okay. So the thing is, I can't remember... I feel... He's either on Luna or he's still in New Beijing, but he's still planning for the wedding. Because there's definitely a part... But I feel like that's in Crest, where they, like, go back to New Beijing and they rescue him from the wedding. So basically, it's like they're breaking in to steal him and kidnap the prince. Steal the groom and the prince. They're stealing the groom for his own good. So why does Cinder Chick get put in prison? Um, the Lunar Queen manages to manipulate it to make it seem like she was going to kill him, I believe. Because she has, like, a weird, glimmery... See, if I tell you, then we're really getting into spoilers. (laughs) Okay, Uh, I can't... Do you want to know? That is the question. It's at the end of Cinder. I know it it's is. It's hinted at the end of Cinder. It's hinted in the beginning of Scarlet. Okay, don't just remind me what happens, if you can. At the end of Cinder or the beginning of Scarlet? Uh, end of Cinder. Um, she glimmers. Mm-hmm. And Kai realizes that she's glimmering. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does that do? Only Lunars can do it. Right, because Cinder is the girl who is related to something and is, like, the true royal queen. Because the the Luna queen is the evil stepmother-esque. Or, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Evil no, aunt. But, yeah, evil yeah. aunt, because the stepmother was on Earth. But yes, okay. Yeah. Right. Well, and she's, she's Cinder's aunt. She's Winter's stepmother, I believe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right, so she was the baby. Because then in Scarlet, after her grandmother goes missing, Scarlet finds the spaceship that was the pod that they had used because her grandmother... I haven't gotten that far. That's literally the beginning. Wait, what? It's before they get on the the train. They never explain what it is. They just say, oh, there's my grandma has this crazy-ass spaceship. Oh, yeah. (laughs) when they explained it because I thought there was someone there that explained it to her but yeah but the spaceship because they they say something in when they're at the spaceship with like there was an operating table that was set up for someone extremely tiny because it was set up for the baby uh, yeah. because that's when Cinder lost her foot okay yeah right yeah and it's like a oh you're a peasant if you're a cyborg right like essentially yeah yeah well and also the evil queen's like, you're supposed to be dead. Yeah. And I think it's not really revealed in Cinder, but it's when you kind of piece it together, it seems like she kind of knew pretty quickly who she was. Yes. Just based on like and that's timing the and age. She got yeah. And so she like comes up with a thing to be like, yeah, she was totally. Because I think Kai almost starts a war with Luna because he's like, well, you sent an agent to try and do this and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. she's like, I definitely didn't. And that kind of throws a wrench in her plans. But then 
they end up kind of like making up and forgiving each other and in the process cinder gets put into prison right yes i believe that's how it works right okay you need to reread them i need to reread them because i was like i know she's important like the cinder yeah you know the main character of the books is somewhat important i forgot maybe true true crowned queen yeah i really do just need to make a little spoilers clip that i can interject yeah Another really good series is the Red Queen series. That sounds super familiar. Um, Normal people spill red blood and the royalty rich people all have blue blood and because they have blue blood it means that they have superpowers and abilities. Okay. Um... And then the main character gets a job working at, like, somewhere in the higher rings of the city. And something happens. I think she, like, witnesses something, and all of a sudden she, like, releases a bolt of electricity. And they cut her finger, and she has red blood. Oh. So now they're trying to hide the fact. Um, So she gets, like, brought to court, and they're like... Yeah, so nobody knows you have red blood except for us. You come from a long-lost line of people where your entire family is dead, but you do have a title, and you're going to marry the crown, one of the princes so we can keep you close by. <laughs> and is this, is this the whole royal setup trope where she actually does fall in, fall in love with the prince? Kind of. Okay. Because the trick is she's met one of the princes before. Mm-hmm. But that's and had a bit of a connection with him. But that's not the one she's. That's supposed not to the marry. one that she's supposed oh! to marry. <laughs> Again with the the trope. Yeah. Just keep me going. Yeah. But then they like very much subvert the trope. Oh. And then the third book is like exhausting to read. Where it's just like do the thing. No, um, she gets captured. And they put, like, the there's these fetters that they figured out they can use that, like, block your power. Mm-hmm. And she's just, like, it's killing her and she's drained. Oh. But the person who's captured her is, like, treating her like a pet. And they're kind of, like, obsessed with her. And they're, like, trying to make things good. And they're, like, we can be happy together if you were just on my side. And she's just, like, has no energy. I can't do it. It just everything hurts and then they finally get her free and she can't even use her powers anymore because it's been like so buried within her now mm. and then in the next book someone is like talking to her and trying to get her attention and they grab her wrist and she flinches so hard and they're like oh god oh oh dear oh okay we'll, we'll figure this out Oof. yeah and that's like one of the thicker books of the series so it's yeah. like yeah, it's cutting between other characters where there's, like, so much other other stuff going on, but it's just, like, it's so depressing to read. Yeah, that sounds rough. Yeah. Because, like, that kind of happens in Morningstar, which is the third of the Red Riding. Okay. I still um, haven't gotten through Golden Sun. I don't know why I'm struggling through it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Morningstar. Because basically it's... The book starts with him waking up and he's, like, encased in this tomb essentially don't give me spoilers for this one for red no no no. Um, it's just like it's the beginning of the book where it's just he's encased in this tomb and the first like chapter or two is just like his thoughts as he's Mm. in there and like him thinking that basically he's died and he's in the grave and like this is his punishment kind of thing where he's been buried in the earth of mars and everything that he's done is coming back to haunt him kind of thing okay you need to read that series. I know, because I'm just listening to the audiobooks, mm. and it's like, I got through Red Rising fine, mm-hmm. but Golden Sun is such a different book. There's also so many more characters in Golden Sun. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm just like, once I start, I know I'll be fine. Like, yeah. I think that's kind of why I'm struggling with the new series. Granted, the books are a lot thicker. I've heard from multiple people that once you... Like, the first quarter is really difficult to get through, but once you're past that, it's great. I've read both of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, is it's like, I like the books, I like the story, it's just my problem is, it's that thing where a writer writes a trilogy, and it ends well, 
and then they write another trilogy, and everything that happened in the first trilogy goes to hell. Yes. So it's like, everything ended good, we figured everything out, oh, all of these characters kind of suck now. Like, the character that, you know, was so focused on wanting to build a good life and be a good father. Yeah, he's kind of an absent father, and his son kind of hates him. Um, and then, like, friends are turning on each other. And, like, people that you liked die. And, yeah, it's just, like, there's, there's just a lot. They're really good. Yeah. And I do appreciate, in the second one... There's, like, this huge battle. Like, literally, the entire book is almost just, like, a single battle. Oh. Yeah. Because they're trying to gain control of a planet, essentially. And they're like, if we lose this, we lose everything. And so it's, like, both sides Mm. discussing battle strategy and figuring everything out. So almost the entire book feels like it's just that one battle. Um, And, yeah, it just kind of reaches the point where characters are like, this is what my life has become. I'm going to die, and this is all I've done with myself. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen in the third book, because this one definitely ended with what seemed more like a turning point. Okay. My only problem is that usually what I did with the Red Rising trilogy was when the next book came out, I would reread the one before, just so it was really fresh. And I'm like, I'm not sure if I can reread Iron Gold and Dark Ages again before reading the new one. (laughs) But I also can't remember exactly what happened in both of them, so I'm hoping that there's, like, kind of a previously on section. (laughs) Okay, books should come with that, I'm just saying. I was thinking books should come with deleted scenes. Like, that should be, like... Not in the book, but like a separate book that you a can A special buy. features book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where it's like, the author loves this scene. Doesn't work in the book, but this is what the characters would do. And it's like, I don't know, because it's it's almost like your own fan fiction. Well, I was going to say, and here's the author's take on what would happen if these characters were in a coffee shop at you. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> Just do that. You're like, okay, no, no, no. I understand the tropes. This is what I picture. Yes. And go. Yes, totally. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to do that. Yeah. It would also be hard because I know, like, as authors, fanfic, while they can, like, approve of it, it's also, like, very touchy because it's, like, you're not really supposed to read fanfic of your own work. Especially if it's, like, in a series because then it's, well, how do you know that the idea that you just came up with didn't actually come from the fanfic that you read? But I feel like it would be easier if it was just like a one-off book. Like, no, the book's ended. Yeah. I'm never gonna write a sequel for it. Okay, what? What's the AU? What's the, what's the high school AU? Yeah. How do, how do people feel about the college AU? Oh, oh, that's what I, okay, interesting. They think that person's a professor. I never saw that, but sure. And I'm sure there'd be times of what the hell are you doing with my characters? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I also love that one where someone's like. If I became a famous author and had a really popular book, I would write a fanfic put it out there and then under a pen name under a pen name and then tweet out saying that there's a fanfic out there that's totally canon yes and just all those fanfics suddenly get people reading them yes i think that'd be so much fun yeah except for i'd do like five different versions and just (laughs) you'd be that author that writes like 12 different endings to your book and then when people suddenly clue in and start like hunting them down then you'd be like oh yeah there's actually a 13th ending and that's the true one you that would be you i don't know what story i'd do it with i could do it with the dragon one because i've had like three different endings that or your um raven story okay yeah because i have flip-flopped on the ending with each different ending a different character is alive i could do that. in this ending this character is alive in this ending they're dead but this character is alive yeah. Literally nothing. It doesn't change anything about the story. It's just, just the like characters. the wedding scene. <laughs> yeah. Though granted, I guess it would change because it's like this person doesn't die in this section of the book. Because. Which is problematic because I feel like a lot of the deaths in that are very plot driven. Yes. 
Yeah. I'm trying really hard now not to just kill people for the sake of killing them. <laughs> and then he I'm dies. I'm trying to, like... All done. If this person dies, something's got to give, story-wise. Yeah. Like, it's got to change something. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. I feel like Death by Any Other Name is going to be my most deaths book. Yeah. But that's just because the main character is death and it's about her coming to terms with the fact that this is what she's supposed the to do. The book is about death. The book is so. about death. Same as like Life by Any Other Creed is going to be a little more battle driven. Yeah. And like fight driven because she's war. Yeah. Yeah. Did I tell you I realized that in Death by Any Other Name and it was totally unintentional but in Death by Any Other Name I have Katri and Kadrin. Uh-huh. And in Life by Any Other Creed, I have Leo and Alira. <laughs> <laughs> that was very unintentional. Leo and Alira alliteration. Why <laughs> <laughs> oh, do people call her Leary? Oh, yeah. That's kind of cute. <laughs> well, it's like, it's mostly her brother. Yeah. Because it's like, her brother's Skylar, and she's Alira, or Alira, and so she calls him Sky, and he calls her Leary. I like that. Yeah. It's kind of their little thing. And then, unintentionally, like, Leo starts doing it as well, and she's like, there, I just want to see where he accidentally calls her that, and both her and her brother just stand there like, that feel weird to you? Not really? Should we let it go? Maybe. We'll let it slide. We got very off topic. This for is a an long extremely time. long episode. I am so sorry for you having to edit this. I'll probably cut out some of the prompts where we just like, heh, move on. Yeah, <laughs> the ones that we just read and laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And granted, our whole discussion about Lunar Chronicles did start from a prompt, so. Yes. Yeah, the Sleeping Beauty one. But, but I think we did? I think so. Agree on a prompt? And I think we're actually agreeing on the same ones this time. Because I always say, oh yeah, we agreed on the same one, and then we never do. But this one, I'm pretty sure we did. No, I'm curious to see which one you, you think it is. Um, the one that you saved. Not the one you sent me, but the one that you saved. His hands were cold and his yes. smile made my stomach churn. I knew he wasn't human somehow, but what was he? Yes. yes. Okay. Could you send me that one? Because I will forget it. It's in the writing prompt. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you just saved it to your writing board. No, 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 no. I saved it to the actual writing okay. prompts. Okay. Which we should go through one day. Yeah, you know, instead of just like, oh, I'll save that, yeah. oh, I'll save that, oh, I'll save that. <laughs> Uh, on that note, I love how we have a writing prompt board and we never look at we it when we're going through these prompts. No. Okay. Well, on that note, that very, very long note, I am Brynn. I am Ricky. We do actually have a plan. We'll see what happens next time. <laughs>